politics, pop culture, and a whole bunch of other things that start with the letter P. The Mark Harvard Podcast. Who knew that optimism could sound so sarcastic? Hey, 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 welcome in to the Mark Harvard Podcast. It's episode 43. Hope you're having a good 2022, uh, at least up to this point. Welcome into the first episode. Few changes. Let me just start off with some housekeeping. A few changes for this year. Some things we're starting out doing a little different. A few things that we're having that are going to be more of the same that you may have loved from the past year of the podcast. Uh, we're still happy to have Excalibur uh, Service Company as a part of the show. We're still happy to have uh, all things new counseling services as a part of the show. Uh, also happy to have um, a- a Old World Lumiere Candle Company as a part of the show. And uh, of course, we're taking, if, if you're a small business, if you're a small business that wants to reach a, a very loyal audience, <laughs> uh, you guys are awesome. Uh, let me know. You can send me an email, mark at markharvardcreative.com. Also, you may have noticed this episode did not come out on a Friday. We're actually moving the launch days from Friday. I I felt like when they came out on Friday, we had a lot of you guys that listened on Friday. And, and yeah, I love it. But it was like over the weekend, we lost some momentum. And this way, you get a fresh episode of the podcast starting out as the uh, the week starts. So it kind of lays into your whole week. So, yeah, we're going to launch these things every Monday now at 7 a.m., so it'll go right along into your work week, and we can go along with you, start your week off with a great uh, in a great way. So happy about that. Also, also, um, we've, we have now monthly appointments with our own Stephanie Plum. She'll be sitting in every single month as a part of the podcast. Uh, in fact, next week's show she'll be in. So be sure to listen out for that. All the fun. If, in case you don't know who Stephanie is, Stephanie used to be, I used to host an afternoon radio show here in Birmingham, Alabama uh, for a couple of years. It's probably one of the most, one of the things I'm the most proud of in my radio career. And Stephanie was my co-host with that, and we had a great time. She and I are still very good friends, and uh, you know we interact. You know, at least at least every other day, we we send a, a text back and forth or something like that. So, and I, I love her to death. So she's going to be in every month for an entire podcast. So that is super great. I'm also working on some really great guests to be coming on and uh, to be a part of the podcast. So we've got some cool stuff coming up. As far as that goes. But uh, before we go any further, I want to talk a little bit. You know, there was a kind of a thing going on. Okay, you may have noticed I didn't do a podcast the last two weeks of December. And, I, you know, hopefully you missed me. I hope you did. <laughs> hopefully you did. Um, What happened there was I got the flu. I got a really bad case of the flu. Um, I've, I mean, I've, it was the second time in my life I've ever gotten the flu. Um. First time it was bad. This was way worse to the point where I, I went t- to the doctor and said, uh, "Hey, uh, could you go ahead and test me for like everything?" And the COVID came back negative, and the uh, the flu came back positive, positive for flu A, and it put me on my rear for a while, um, for a few day- well, a few days actually. And I was back at work in a, in a few days. Uh, my, my my fever had broken. I was fine. I didn't get my voice back until, gosh, Christmas Eve. Yeah, it, it was it was rough. Um, you know, for me, I, I I enjoy talking. I create a lot of content. I do some uh, do some voiceover work. 
here and there, and then, of course, the podcast here. So I, I, I need my voice for a lot of that. <laughs> and I had to wait for it to come back because, um, you know, I don't want you to listen to somebody trying to talk for 30 to you know, 40 minutes. It's just not something that's pleasant. Um, so, yeah, I just took a, I took a mulligan on the rest of the year. I finished out uh, 2021 with a couple of weeks of voice rest. And we're back strong. It worked. Yay. <laughs> so uh, in that meantime, though, had some other things that happened here at the here at the house. Um, my little boy, Jack, five years old, always into everything. A couple of days after uh, after Christmas, he was at uh, at his at his uncle's house and he was riding his cousin's new uh, hoverboard. And he tried it out, was actually pretty good at it, and to the point where he moved off of the carpet and into the hard floor of the kitchen, fell backwards, and fractured his right arm in two places. Yeah, so we got to go to Children's Hospital that night, and they put in a splint for a week. Now he's in a cast for, you know, uh, no, yeah, I think he has another week and a half left in the cast. Um, yeah, so he's handling well. Jack is handling it extremely well. Um, he loves walking around, letting people sign this thing. He got it. He got it in a dark, a dark blue, like a bluish purple, and it's it's because it, he loves Sonic the Hedgehog, and so that it's kind of a Sonic the Hedgehog kind of homage. But uh, but yeah, so if you can pray for him on that, um, the big thing now is uh, my son J- Jack is on the spectrum, and so we have to kind of prep him for a few things here and there. He's very mild, so I mean not a big deal, but he's uh, we have to prep him for things. I don't know, like saws getting close to the cast and get to, and cutting his cast off his arm. So we've started prepping him now for it. Um, his we've started talk, we've talked to his school and his school's going to start helping us out with that. And so we've started um, really prepping him for that because that's going to be loud, a loud saw. And you know we're going to have to let him know. Okay, see, it doesn't cut. It doesn't cut flesh. It's not going to cut you. It won't cut skin. It only cuts through the cast. Um, and he's not going to understand that because he's five and that's just not how five-year-olds think, but we are going to try to, uh, try to prep him as much as possible. We're going to, uh, try to, you know, make sure he gets through this. Okay. Because, you know, I don't want my kid to be scared. Um, it, it was rough getting the splint on him. He did not care for that at all. Um, and then he didn't like taking it off. He doesn't like, you know, change is not a big deal for him and he probably gets that from me. I don't like change that much. I like I like to know what's going to happen. I like a plan. If we deviate from the plan, I get upset. Um, and he gets that from me. So I don't, you know, we, we try to cater that as much as we possibly can. Um, in the meantime, though, got a few things going on here. Um, I just got news, you know, we're recording this on Sunday night. Just got news, Bob Saget has passed away. Age of 65? Yeah, he, yeah, it was it was weird. Uh, they found his body at the Ritz Carlton in Orlando, Florida, which I've actually been to. It's a nice hotel. It was found by security in his hotel room. Circumstances at this moment on Sunday night have not been made clear. He'd been on tour, performing in Jacksonville, Florida, Saturday night. He was sixty-five. He was actually, you know, he, at sixty-five. Sixty-five is not old. But here's the thing. Here's the kind of the tragic thing. He was actually the oldest of all of his siblings. He had one sibling that passed in her 30s, one sibling that passed a few years ago. They have found no signs of foul play or drug use in this case because, you know, he had he had issues with drug abuse. The thing is with Bob Saget is because is that 
people will either remember him one of two ways. Either they remember him as the dad from Full House and from America's Funniest Home Videos, and it was just a squeaky clean sort of image that he that he had. And the other folks are the folks that, that have YouTubed or seen him do his comedy special, which was filthy as all get out. I mean, it was shockingly filthy. As as good and wholesome as Danny Tanner was in Full House, he was just as bad the other way. <laughs> which tells me how great of an actor he was. Um, but yeah, we're absolutely, you know, we're praying for his family. We're praying for, you know, his, he's got two daughters. Uh, praying for his family and uh, praying for everybody around him as they try to figure out what happened here. I'm sure we'll hear more. Um, you may, and we may have even heard some, heard something by the time you listen to this podcast, depending on when you listen. But, uh, but yeah, Bob Saget dead at uh, the age of 65 today. Um, also coming up in just a few minutes, we're going to talk about, uh, about this new trend that we're seeing, uh, where education programs are being taken away at colleges. Have you heard about that? We're going to talk about that with you. And I've also, I've, I've got, you know, a te- teaching family. My family has been teachers. Um, my brother is a teacher. My mother uh, is a retired teacher. Um, lots of teachers in my family. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit. But right now, um, came across this story uh, out of Hollywood. And you know what? It is just inspirational. And I say inspirational because these are folks that get paid a lot of money to just shut up and do what they're told or read what's on the page or, you know, any, or, you know, kind of be. I guess action figures or puppets for people that write things. But every once in a while, one will stand up and uh, really, I guess, follow their uh, their commitments. And this is from the Christian Post. Uh, you know who Chris Tucker is? You know the actor Chris Tucker? Um, he was in Friday. He's been, you know, he was in the, the movies with Jackie Chan. And he was known, kind of known for being off color. Very, lots of profanity and... He just turned down a $10 million offer to portray a character known for cursing and smoking marijuana in a sequel to Friday. Yeah, Ice Cube shared the information on social media after being asked if Tucker quit because the comedy actor who portrays the uh, character Smokey in Friday was underpaid. He said, we were ready to pay Chris Tucker 10 to $12 million to do next Friday, the sequel that came out. But he turned us down for religious reasons. He didn't want to cuss or smoke weed on camera anymore. So, all Urban Central last November, they had did an interview with Tucker. They said, they said, what's up with that? He said, back then, I got to tell you one of the reasons why I didn't do the second one was because of the weed. Because I said, man, that movie became a phenomenon. I don't want everybody smoking weed. And I never really told people this because I kind of forgot about it. But it was one of the reasons why I didn't do it. Because I said, I don't want to represent everybody smoking weed. He added, that's one of the reasons why I said, nah, I don't want to keep doing that character. It's probably probably good for me because it kept me moving on to the next phase and the next movies. He was publicly spoken about his Christian faith, and I, and I didn't realize this. I guess it kind of you know flew under the radar for me. In 2018, he told Pierce Morgan, who was co-host of Good Morning Britain at the time, that he prayed for the former president, Donald Trump. He says, I hope he does a good job because I pray for him. Hope he does a great job because we need a good president. We need a lot of things to happen in our country in America. So I hope tomorrow he wakes up and just does the right thing. So, which, you know, that's not a, I don't, I don't take that as a political slant. 
I don't take that as a, you know, an endorsement of Donald Trump from him. I don't take it as a, you know, a criticism. I, I take it as him praying for the president of his country. You know, who, no matter who's in that office, we want them to do a good job, whatever side they're on. I would love for Joe Biden to do a fantastic job. I would love for Donald Trump to have done a fantastic job. You know, it's just you pray, you pray for the person in that post to do great. And that's what he's doing. He's not making a political statement there. Um, he does go on to say, I say a little bit of stuff, but I try and encourage him to do the right thing. I'm not a comedian that dogs people out. I want you to do the right thing. Hopefully we can be friends one day and we can talk. I want him to be successful. I want him to do the right thing. That's my whole attitude. And in my show, that's what I talk about. So Tucker told the Canadian newspaper Straight that he returned to stand-up comedy also because of his faith. He said, being a Christian helps me in comedy. I have I have to talk about other stuff. Normally, most comics talk about stuff that's easy, cussing and saying something raunchy. I have to dig deeper to find something that's still funny and not raunchy. It's harder. I like the challenge, which I absolutely agree and appreciate that. Because when it comes to comedy, being off color is the easy win. You know, it's like the band that comes through Birmingham, Alabama and plays Sweet Home Alabama. It's an easy thing to do. It's an easy crowd pleaser, uh, which is a kind of reason I'm kind of burned. I've been burned for years on the song Sweet Home Alabama. But for a comedian, it's if you go blue, if you go blue, blue comedy, go raunchy and all that, you're going to get that shock value and you don't have to be as cerebral. And it gets boring fast. I mean, how many times can you hear the same curse word over and over again? How many times can you hear the same joke about the same act or body part over and over again? It gets old. It gets really old. So I, I appreciate a comedian that can do all that without being raunchy so much more. You know? So, yeah, I, I, and I, I guess I guess it kind of slipped by, by, by me. I didn't understand that Chris Tucker had come out about his faith so much. But, you know, there we are, and there's all kinds of stuff to back it up. Okay, when we get back, we're going to talk a little bit about this article I found. It's from KOCO.com and uh, their news uh, their news operation, uh, they're like news number five in a, uh, their ABC station. Uh, and, and they're talking about Oklahoma colleges have suspended education programs for the upcoming semester, which is interesting. Um, and we're going to talk about why that is and kind of some of the ramifications involved in that. That's coming up in just a few. Also, a few more things to talk about, uh, uh, some things that are coming up on the show. So stick around for that. All that's coming up and a whole lot more. It is the Mark Harvard Podcast. Stick around. It's the Mark Harvard Podcast. There's a lot of people that are going to bang their hands on the desk and be real angry and stuff. What we're going to do is find the ways that God is working in all of this trouble and turmoil. Who knew that optimism could sound so sarcastic? We'll go over history. We'll go over the news of the day. And I'm probably going to make some jokes about 80s cartoons. The Mark Harvard Podcast. You never know what you're going to get. But if you don't listen, you don't get anything. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, MeWe, and online at MarkHarvardCreative.com. 
find us on Facebook, Instagram, and online at markharvardcreative.com. The Mark Harvard Podcast. We are back, and uh, thanks again to our sponsors, um, Excalibur Service Company. These guys are great. They really are. Uh, they're the people who I use in my home. They're the people that you should use in your home. Give them a call, 205-718-8688. They are the guys that can make sure your HVAC system in your home is working fantastic. They're serving most of Jefferson County, Shelby County, and St. Clair County here in Alabama. And they are the way that you can check your indoor air quality on your HVAC system. Since everybody's inside right now because, you know, it's cold as all get out. Um, you need to make sure that air you're breathing is clean as possible, and they can check that for you. Uh, polluted air can contain chemicals that can age the skin. That's a big deal and have all kinds of, of side effects on your health. So call our friends over at HVAC and uh, let them look at that for you. They will absolutely check it out for you, and they will do your the best job possible. It is H. It is Excalibur Service Company. A proud sponsor of the Mark Harvard Podcast, 205-718-8688. Man, alive. I am out of practice for these things, you know? Take a couple weeks off, you start falling apart. It's crazy town. Anyway, so I came across this story. And let me give you some background on me. Um, my mother uh, was a retired teacher. My brother is currently a teacher. I've got aunts that were teachers, long, I mean, uncles that were teachers, a long line of educators in the Mark Harvard family here. So it kind of pains me to come across this story. It's coming from our friends over at KOCO.com and it's out of Oklahoma City. Some Oklahoma colleges have suspended their education programs for the upcoming semester. Uh, they're shutting down the College of Education there. Teacher shortages already hammering school districts. Local colleges said they don't have enough students who want to be teachers to keep the programs going. Oklahoma City University is no longer turning out elementary teachers. The university is left with no choice but to suspend its early childhood and education uh, program in the spring of 2022 because of low enrollment. Educators are now worried about what's next. We're used to class sizes of 12 students, but we're reaching the point where we've had two or three students in a class, and that just wasn't sustainable, they said. This is students in college. The university is now solely focusing on graduating uh, specialists and secondary educationers. They say the pipeline is unfortunately starting to trickle. Uh, they said we have very, very few students entering the traditional programs, which are which is very disheartening. Uh, this is from Sparks. This is from Dr. Heather Sparks, a director of teacher education at Oklahoma City University. More than double the amount of students entering a traditional program are being certified each year in an emergency situation. And I don't think parents are aware, she said. According to Sparks, a lot of it comes down to low pay. More than anything, economics plays into it, right? Students don't, don't want to take on all that debt into a profession that, you know, when you get your four-year degree, you're going to have to pay down loans, that you can barely make enough to live, and that's where they are, they say, with the education profession. They're done. They're just leaving, turning in their notice. No one left behind, no candidates. So why do we think that is? I mean, pay is a big deal. I get that. Um, I saw a meme once, and it was like, if you took all of the services that an educator, that an elementary school teacher does, 
and you factored it all together, they'd be making six figures over the course of a year. Yeah. Um, but because it's under that one umbrella of a teacher, it's it's quite low, actually. And that's why teachers have to make extra money. You see them with side hustles and, and try to do extra things at the school and coaching and all that kind of things to make those stipends to make it make it work. And, and I mean, my mother did a lot of that. She did. I mean, she was a cheerleading sponsor or cheerleading for, for you know, majorette uh, faculty sponsor for a while. Um, and, I, and I think she liked it. I think she liked it. I think she liked the kids and all that. But at the same time, you know, there was a stipend there. And so that was the way we made a little extra money. Um, so and, and I know a lot of educators that do that, but also it almost has become a societal shift when it comes to teaching, right? I know back when I was in youth ministry, one of the most disheartening things was when I realized that I, when, when I, when I, if I had to get on to a kid and that I had to meet with a parent, that the parent would come in not upset that their kid had been bad or had done something wrong, but upset with me for inconveniencing them when they had to deal with their kid. That was just when I, when it finally dawned on me, and it wasn't every parent. It was it wasn't at all. Um, there were there were a few, a handful, but over the years it, that grew and grew, and it was just so disheartening to watch these parents that didn't want to deal with their kids and all that. And I'm sure on the educational side of that, when there are grades involved and futures involved, and parents that don't accept that their kids can do wrong. I'm sure that you reach a point where you just realize it's not worth what I'm making to deal with this. You know, it's not worth the trouble. I mean, I, I can absolutely understand that. No question. So that's got to play into it somewhere, right? Somewhere along the line, we've got we've to see that. Now, obviously, teachers should not be in it for the money alone. Because it, it's one teaching is one of those jobs that if you're not called to do it, the money's not never gonna be there. It will never be there. So you've got to do it because you you feel called to it. You feel like you have a passion for it, and and I get that, you know. But at the same time, we've got these folks have to make a living. So yeah, it, it's it's a, it's, a, it's a kind of a double edged sword with this. I also think I mean that. You know, just you know, with with COVID and all that, a lot of teachers are leaving their programs because they don't want to be stuck in a room with twelve to fourteen to, in some cases, thirty kids all at once, and you know, put themselves at risk. Um, I know in a, in some places, I know a few teachers or former teachers that have done that, that have walked away from it because they just didn't feel safe in that environment. So, what do we do with this, guys? What? How do we? How do we figure this out? How do we fix this problem? Well, we try to pay a little more. We try to look at ways to increase things like benefits. We try to lighten the load a little bit. I mean, you may look at me and say, "Well, the, well, the the budget's not there. We'd have to we'd have to charge more. We'd need taxes raised and all that." Yeah, and there are some things I'm not ready to raise taxes on. Education, yeah, I'll raise a tax or two. I'll I'll throw an extra few cents on on on, my, on each gallon of gas to pay for that. I'll 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 you know for if ever I'll 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 throw a couple of mills, <laughs> you know, I'll commit to that if it means that we get better educated uh, kids if it means that we have teachers who get to concentrate more on educating other than just trying to get by, 
and pay some bills, then yeah, absolutely. Give me a well-rested teacher any day over a teacher that's all strung out because she had to work, you know, had to leave the school and go straight to Walmart and work a shift and then, you know, didn't get home to grade papers until 1130 at night. Absolutely. Sure. Pay them a little bit more. I think that's the way we fix this. But I could be wrong, you know? <laughs> I could be completely wrong. You never know. So, you know, we had we had Christmas. Was your Christmas okay? Mine mine was good. It, it, it was busy. You know, I work in a church, and, you know, Christmas is like our Super Bowl. And a uh, very hectic time, but we did some cool stuff. And... Um, you know, my passion in that arena is for digital discipleship. And we got to do some cool stuff with Christmas Eve. We did a watch hour service that was online. And it was so cool. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I thought it was just the next step in where we need to be going and all that. But we got done, man. And I got home from church uh, Christmas Eve. And uh, I was tired. I was tired. <laughs> it was good, though. It was good, though. My little boy, he did well. Uh, I guess I guess he was good this year. Because uh, he got all kinds of stuff. And l let me just say, Legos have come a long way. And I say this because, you know, when I was little, I had the big tub of Legos. You know, those generic things, and you'd make whatever you wanted to make out of them. I made a whole lot of G.I. Joe bases out of Legos. Uh, I made a whole lot of, of, of He-Man and Transformer things with, with Legos. Um, not anymore. One, not for what we're paying for these things. They're not, they're not going in a bin. These are going in specially marked, you know, bags where every section is marked off. But Jack's gotten into these Legos that are Nintendo Mario Legos. Have you seen these? They're like, you have a little Mario, you have to buy a starter pack first off. And it's like 50 bucks for a starter pack. And in the starter pack are a few base level like Legos with some, like a little scene or whatever. And you get like a, a little Mario but this isn't like a Mario Lego action figure. This is a Mario that has a sensor that comes out of his feet. And you turn him on and off. And he's got Bluetooth. And when you build out these sets, he'll go from place to place. And you land on certain bricks. And it makes sound effects. And you can do a time, you know, make, make, a, make an artificial Mario course. And run it through for time. And that sort of thing. And you bounce on a Koopa. Or you bounce on a Bowser or something like that, and it makes a specialized tone and everything. It's like smart Legos. And I don't know that I could, ever, could have ever done anything like this when I was little, you know? <laughs> I mean, I had the big tub. I mean, I, we, we didn't do a lot of the, the sets when I was little. It was Maybe they, they were around, maybe. If they, if they were, my parents did a great job of me not knowing about it because we, we had just generic sets of Legos that we would just accumulate. And you had your big medical tub of them. And eventually they are, you know, and you'd put them all in there. You slide under your bed or, you know, always leave out three or four for, you know, adults to step on because, you know, that's part of it. But it was really, it was nowhere in the same class as where we are now, right? It was crazy town. So, yeah, Jack's into these super ultra expensive Legos. Um, <laughs> and I don't know how I'm going to afford to keep this hobby going because I want to encourage him to be academic and I want to be able to encourage him to, uh, you know, to build and to be, you know, think things through and all that. But at the same time, these things are expensive. Thank good. I mean, I mean, he has all that he has right now. We'd gotten him a couple of sets just to get him started. 
and he got a, he, he got a lot from you know from grandparents and from you know for his birthday and he, and for Christmas he got a lot from grandparents and from you know other like other people that know him but uh that that's why he has what he has I don't know what what the next step from this is if you know send me an email or leave it on social media I don't know anyway stick around coming up we're gonna we got just a little bit to go before we get out of here um once again don't forget check out our sponsors. We got Excalibur Service Company, 205-718-8688. If you're having problems with your HVAC, as cold as it is getting in Alabama, you need to make sure that your HVAC is working well because you're fa- it can be dangerous. Also, don't forget, check out all things new counseling services. Coming into the new year, a lot of people are struggling with a lot of stuff, be it uh, depression, anxiety, maybe just a sense of self-worth. The gang over at All Things New Counseling Services can help you out, and they also do telehealth. So that no matter where you are, they can help you uh, online. It's allthingsnewcounselingservices.com, a proud sponsor of the Mark Harvard Podcast. Stick around. A little bit more to come on this week's edition. I'll be back. The Mark Harvard Podcast. We are so happy to have All Things New Counseling Services as a member of the Mark Harvard Podcast family. Now, here's the thing. Life is not always easy. There are times when things change. We have to kind of adjust with that accordingly, and life can sometimes be overwhelming and frustrating, downright messy. If you're in one of these seasons in life, you need to call All Things New Counseling Services. They will come alongside you. They'll offer you strength, encouragement, and hope in the confines of a safe and therapeutic environment. Listen, I've known counselor Sharman Rutherford for a while now, and she is amazing and an amazing resource for people that need a little help getting through some of those valleys in life. So give them a call, 205-765-9155, or go by their website, All Things New counselingservices.com and tell them you heard about them right here on the Mark Harvard Podcast. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and online at markharvardcreative.com. The Mark Harvard Podcast. And we are back. It's the Mark Harvard Podcast. And once again, all things new counseling services. Great folks there. And no matter where you are, they can they can help you out via telehealth, which is like the uh, the approved way for medicine to be done online. So uh, what you can do is you can actually get in touch with them, set up sessions, and Charmin or one of her associates will help you out. Will help talk you through whatever problem you've got going, and uh, kind of help you just sort some things out. It's all things new counseling services. We are thrilled that they are sponsors of the Mark Harvard Podcast. So. What's coming up next? We've got Stephanie Plum next week hanging out with us. Always a good time when you hang out with Stephanie. Uh, she'll be in next week and as as the first of her month of her monthly uh, appearances. She actually texted me. She said, "Hey Mark, so that uh, January doesn't get away from us like December did. <laughs> uh, should we go ahead and schedule this thing?" <laughs> and of course, that's what we did because I listened to Stephanie. So that's next week. Stick around for that. Also, don't forget, go by and check us out on social media. Like us on Instagram. Like us on uh, on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. And share it with friends. That goes such a long way, if you would. Uh, if you'd help us out there and, and share the uh, the social media pages with your friends. Um, encourage them to listen. 
it's good stuff. I appreciate uh, appreciate all the support we've been getting from folks. And also, if you're a small business and you want to uh, join up with us, it's one is more affordable than you think to be a sponsor of the show. Also, um, I love sharing good good people with good people, and the people that listen to my podcast are great people. They're intelligent. They're good looking, and you should want them as customers. <laughs> Yeah, send me an email, mark at markharvardcreative.com, and uh, we'll talk about it. No, no pressure. See you later. I'm out.